0: Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI.
1: We discovered with our uh, sensors uh, that we monitor 24-7 around the globe. We have visibility almost in all countries. And uh, we are monitoring uh, suspicious activities in all different security areas. That's Fatih Orhan. He's a vice president of
0: Threat Labs at Komodo Security Solutions. Today, we're discussing his team's research
1: on a recently discovered malware strain called Labal. This case, this specific case, is brought to our attention because... We, we have seen some phishing emails, uh, an increasing number of phishing emails, especially for some industries or some, some type of users like universities and private companies. Uh, so it all started with a phishing email. The email was well-crafted. It was different from the others. Although our systems raised alerts and detected this, we found it v- valuable to investigate and to further analyze the case uh, the email was pretending to be coming from FedEx, and uh, it was including a legit email, uh, a legit link, URL, uh, that redirects to Google Drive. So from a user standpoint, there is nothing that you you might be suspicious or you might get alerted, uh, because all seem to be legit.
0: Yeah, FedEx is a legitimate company, and certainly Google Drive is uh, legit as well.
1: Right, and... Uh, Even when you click the link, you get this uh, secure logo, you know, the HTTPS under drivegoogle.com. So since it's a legit website, the secure logo also creates a a sense of uh, trust, a sense of uh, security for the user. But it was an executable that user had to download to his computer and run it. Eventually when the application is run, That's the malicious part that comes into picture, and it was trying to collect all the data in the computer, all sensitive data. Criminals know how to get the credentials, the credit cards, the Bitcoin wallets, all kind of uh, sensitive information. This malware was collecting all and sending to unknown servers, uh, criminal servers mostly.
0: Yeah. Let's let's walk through it uh, step by step here. Uh, so, they would get the phishing email, and they would click the link in the phishing email, uh, and that would take them, that would open a site on their browser, and uh, would that site presented them with this file to download? What file was that?
1: Yeah, the file itself, it has an, a PDF uh, icon, but mm. actually it's not a PDF file. So, this is also a trick that uh, hackers are being using currently, because usually... If you connect with your uh, regular email attachment, you would only see the PDF file and you wouldn't suspect that it might be an executable, a malicious executable. The, the second step of the attack is the download of the malware application, which is an executable but uh, disguised as a PDF file.
0: And even if you bring up the, the sort of the git info on that file, it uh, goes on to try to present itself as an Adobe PDF file.
1: Right, exactly. So uh, Adobe PDF file, uh, all the details, all the information is being the, the users are lured to, to think that it's a PDF file. So usually they are not PDF uh, is usually not seen as a malicious source, although it might be still with some scripts, but it's more secure than any executable. You know, the users. Are tricked, and uh, the executable is uh, behind this PDF Acrobat image.
0: So, once they download this executable, do they manually have to execute it? Does it does it automatic? Does auto execute, or do they have to click on it to start it running?
1: For this case, uh, there is no auto execute because actually Google is serving this uh, application. This Google Drive is the is the main source. So. Uh, We see usually this kind of uh, cloud-based storage services being used for malicious uh, application, malicious content distribution. Uh, But since they don't have control on Google or any other cloud storage, they cannot initiate, trigger the execution of the downloaded application. So the user has to run this application in this case.
0: Which is interesting because uh, the the name of the file uh, isn't really something that I, I suppose would attract people to run it, but I guess enough people run it uh, that it is a problem.
1: Right, and yeah, usually uh, one person execute this malicious file in a network is enough so that they can copy itself to other computers or other locations as well. I see. So- yeah.
0: So once the file is downloaded and they've executed, what happens next? Take us through how it reaches out and the things that it does.
1: First, uh, there is a, an investigation phase. Usually the malware tries to stay hidden, being unaware of the system. They try to check some folders, specific folders and specific files to extract uh, credentials or uh, wallets, cryptocurrency wallets. Uh, or any other information, so they know specific applications like FTP clients hmm. or browser applications or Bitcoin wallets. They know the locations that these uh, can be stored. So the, the first step is to investigate all this data, collect all these data. And then it connects with a command and control server? Right. In today's world, it's very easy for a criminal to hack into a server put a small application, as we call it, command and control server application, and connect the infected computers to this server and send all credentials uh, directly. And usually we experience that these servers are live uh, less than 24 hours, like eight hours, 10 hours, 12 hours until they are being detected. And then they just jump to another server. Mm. Uh In the, yeah, uh, but the, the malware collects the files, the credentials, and all sensitive information, and they send to servers.
0: And so, who does it seem like they were targeting with this? Was there anyone uh, specific, or was this more of a shotgun approach?
1: We know that uh, the cryptocurrency wallets are uh, also searched by the malware. So, uh, as you know, Bitcoin is is very popular. It's hot now, so. As targets, Bitcoin users were in the target, uh, but as an industry, I mean, we, we, we know that universities was one of the organizations on the target. And we had also some government organizations, but since there are also private companies, it seems like it was a generic at- attack towards any, any kind of organization.
0: And do you have any sense for what the scale is of the attack or how many, how many people they tried to hit?
1: By looking to only our data, uh, it should be close to 50,000 people uh, that are being targeted. But when we make an estimation about the global target, it should be minimum double of this. So 100,000 people should be affected, should be receiving at least this email, this phishing email, and depending on their security solutions, they could either receive it in their inbox or they could uh, eliminate this uh, these threats.
0: And you said that these, uh, these campaigns jump around from server to server. Is this one that you're seeing still being active or did it sort of come and go? Uh,
1: this analysis is being performed in the first two weeks of January. Uh, on the last two weeks also, we saw the same malware being delivered, we are a slightly different phishing, so it, it's a continuous campaign, and usually the servers are changing very fast, because uh, we know that criminals are getting organized and they don't use any server for uh, a long time, and the security companies also identify this and detect. So it's uh, chasing the tail of uh, of the criminals. So. It's, it's like a game, it's like a, a... Cat and mouse. Cat and mouse, yes, yeah. <laughs> it's like a cat and mouse game. Right. Uh, we know that criminals are getting organized and usually infrastructure owners are different than, than the malware producers, the malware creators, which are different than the actual phishing attack, the criminals who perform the phishing attacks. So these are different groups, but they are working in collaboration. And when saying this, uh, we can also express that they are organized, they are even maybe more organized than some other legit companies or legit security uh, solutions, because they can uh, provide this as a service. They provide malicious servers or infected computers as a service, they can provide malware or phishing as a service, they can provide delivery as a service. So we know that usually uh, these type of campaigns are being performed by people who actually don't have control on the malicious server or who don't know how to write a malware, but they just get and buy this service from these organized criminal groups.
0: And what are your recommendations in terms of people protecting themselves against this?
1: In today's world, we can get malware from many different uh, areas. I mean, you can download a file, you can get an email. When we are talking about phishing, users should be aware that phishing is the first entry point for a malware into your computer. So they should be aware of who is sending this. They should check the links. They should check the sender. uh, Even if they can be modified or they can give some sense of trust. They should be double checking everything and they should just visit the pages that they know. Uh, The alternative is this, of course, is to use good security products. If uh, they cannot perform this manually, uh, they don't have the necessary information about uh, protection. They they should uh, have anti phishing, anti spam or malware protection solutions
0: yeah it's I mean it strikes me that this was so well crafted um there really wasn't anything in this phishing email that looks out of the ordinary or would raise any red flags
1: for this one yes you're you're right. It's very hard to detect. The only uh, suspicious part would be the the executable file which is downloaded uh, from a web browser. Any executable is potentially suspicious mm. uh, usually. Even FedEx or other legal entities, uh, if you get an email, it's wise to just log in to the account that you know without using the link inside the email and check from from your account, from your own visit to the page. So that might be a protection from end users; they can validate if this is a legit URL or not.
0: Our thanks to Fatih Orhan from Komodo for joining us. You can read the complete report on the Labal Malware on the Komodo website. It's in the blog section. And now a word from our sponsor, Six Sense. Sixth Sense provides award-winning cloud-based automated endpoint and vulnerability management solutions to streamline IT and security operations.